lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show live and on demand. Here on Blaze TV with myself, Steve Dace, Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre, and all of you. Of course, we love to know what you think about what we think, so let us know via the stevedace.com inbox. Email the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And if you prefer places that don't censor speech uh, for your social media instead, uh, please look for Steve Dace on Parlor MeWe. And Gab. If you like censored clips of the program, they've got plenty of that for you right now over on youtube.com slash Steve Dace. Uh, but if you like uh, unfiltered content, we can do that for you too. Rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. That's where you will find the uncensored clips of the program each and every day. Coming up on the program here today, um, we have a jam-packed show. We've got three non-political questions, so that's a heads up for Aaron to come up with those between now and 90 minutes from now. Next hour for Theology Thursday, I I mentioned that I had watched the uh, documentary, The Rise of Jordan Peterson, the other night. And I'd been mulling this over for a while, and then I watched this documentary, and... Um, I, I was just taken aback by how many young men were going to him as a surrogate father or even minister for life lessons to be, to be challenged that as men, more is expected of you than this more is required of you than this. And you can be at the same time, though, to, to meet those challenges, you can be so much more than this. And it got me to thinking about something I have mulled over doing on this show for a while. Because I'm not a pastor. I'm not an apostle. I'm not a prophet. I don't have any specific ordination at all. I'm just Steve. I'm just a guy with a microphone that at any day I could come in and it not work. <laughs> there's, there's nothing uniquely special about me. I don't have any real authority by which to speak to you about what I've been mulling over. I'm, you know, I couldn't hold Francis Schaefer's jockstrap. So... Is this really my place to have this discussion? And you keep looking around and waiting for the people who it is their place to have this discussion, to have it. You keep waiting. And I'm reminded of, uh, of Todd's predecessor in the chair next to me, Jen. When she was here, she once told a story about how she ran for student body president when she was a student at Bob Jones University. Now, if you know anything about Bob Jones University, people named Jen don't run for student body president at Bob Jones University. And they said, hey, wait, you know, you're not permitted to do that as a woman. You know, we believe in male leadership here, as is taught in the Bible. And she's like, well, I believe the Bible too. That's why I'm here. But I'm looking around for the male leadership So 
if if the if the men don't run for student body president, we just don't have one then. I mean, if the men don't step up and do what they're called to do, so just not God says don't do anything then. No one do anything. If the men won't do it, no one do anything. Really? And I thought about that yesterday. It is not my place to do what I will do next hour. It is a place for other people who have been given ordinations, callings specifically to do them. But so far they have not. And, you know, we're on one of the largest platforms in, in, within the mainstream of America hosted by believers in the country. And so if those who have been called to do this won't, someone must. And maybe it's not my place. But I just feel like it's time now for us to go to a new level of critical thinking. Given the lateness of the hour we are in, in the culture that we are in. And I have plenty of my own struggles. I'm pretty open and honest about them. I have struggles in my own life. I have stro- I've had struggles in my marriage. I've got three. I've got, well, one of them just graduated from being a teenager. Um, but I've got two teenagers at home. You guys know the struggles with those. Okay, I'm not particularly wealthy. It's just, I'm not a finished product, I guess is what I'm trying to say, by a long shot. And so it's, it's, it's really for a man more finished than me, more polished, more pious. Um, it, it, it really should be that kind of man that delivers the message I'm going to next hour. But like many of you, I've been kind of waiting around for that kind of man to show up and give us the what's up, right? I was on a Christian television network, a national Christian television network this morning before I came in. Um, and I'll just say, and if we can get that clip, I'm, I'm hoping we can so we can show it to you. I'm just going to say the level of discourse that went on in that conversation was beyond what I got the sense typically happens there. Um, that's a problem. That's a problem. So if, if those who have the specific calling won't do it, or too few will, And a lot of our local churches won't. Well, you know, I'm, I'm raising my kids here too. I just sent one off into the adult world. Someday soon, I'm guessing, she'll come home and say, hey, I'm getting married. Someday soon after that, she'll come home and say, hey, you're going to be a granddad. You know, I, I just, I, like what Jen said to Bob Jones back in the day, I, I, we're running out of time to kind of sit around and wait for the, you know, the, the, the person we would all, the type of person we would all agree, this should be the one to cast the vision for us. Uh, it's kind of getting late to stick around and wait for that person to show up. You know what I'm saying? I do. So I'm going to take my own community college educated stab at it. 
next hour, and then you are more than welcome to, to do with it what you will. At the bottom of this hour, Josh Mandel, U.S. Senate candidate in Ohio, will be joining us. You know, the theme of our show this year is the answer is us. And you guys ask me all the time, I mean, what can we do? What can we do? And I think it's really hard to hold somebody like Anthony Fauci accountable, given he's not elected. That's one of the themes of our best-selling book, Fauci and Bargain, the most powerful and dangerous bureaucrat in America. And, you know, you guys have done so much to elevate the message of this book beyond what we are capable of doing. You made it number one at Amazon, number one at the Wall Street Journal, number four at USA Today. But I, I was thinking, and it was a good friend of mine texted me yesterday, said, you know, there's a key person missing from this conversation. Who could probably use the message of this book more than anyone else? And there's 330 million people in America. Who could use the message of this book more than Anthony Fauci himself? So folks, you've done a lot for this book already. I'm going to ask you though to do one more thing. One more thing. You can go to Amazon.com right now, spend 15 bucks, and send a copy of this book yourself. I'll be doing this. Send a copy of this book yourself to one Anthony Fauci. If you're watching on Blaze TV, the address is right there up on the screen right now as we speak. If you're listening to the podcast, here, I'll give you the address. Dr. Anthony Fauci. N-I-A-I-D, that's the name of his department, N-I-A-I-D, Office of Communications and Government Relations, 5601 Fisher Lane, MSC 9806, Bethesda, Maryland, with a zip code of 20892-9806. One more time, Dr. Anthony Fauci, N-I-A-I-D, Office of Communications and Government Relations, 5601 Fisher Lane, MSC 9806, Bethesda, Maryland, 20892-9806. It would be a shame if over the next few days, a reenactment of the climactic scene of Miracle on 34th Street took place at the offices of one Anthony Fauci where Amazon delivery after Amazon delivery after Amazon delivery arrived at his office with a copy of Fauci and Bargain, the most powerful and dangerous bureaucrat in American history. Ask yourself this today. Short of giving it directly to a missionary or your own children, what better investment of $15 are you going to come up with here today than sending a message to Anthony Fauci by sending him a copy of this book. And you can have a book via Amazon shipped to any address you want, including his. And with that, here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by a violation of norms. House and Senate Democrats are set to introduce legislation today to expand the number of Supreme Court justices from 9 to 13. The bill is led by Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts and Representative Jerry Nadler of New York. Joe Biden, your thoughts? 
President Roosevelt clearly had the right to send to the United States Senate and the United States Congress a proposal to pack the court. It was totally within his right to do that. He violated no law. He was legalistically absolutely correct. But it was a bonehead idea. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was asked this at a press conference yesterday regarding Title X. Talk about equity, if I may interrupt. Mm-hmm. How is it equity, how is it fighting systemic racism when abortion, we well know, disproportionately affects minority children? Again, funding cannot be used from this for abortion, but access to health care, uh, access to health care in communities and communities that have been marginalized, underserved, adversely affected by persistent poverty is always going to be something the president fights for. A new poll from Barna shows black churchgoers are more likely to identify as Democrat than the overall black population. 67% of all black Americans said they were Democrat, while 76% of black churchgoers say they identify as Democrat. Biden United Nations Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield says America is fundamentally racist. To acknowledge on the international stage that I have personally experienced one of America's greatest imperfections. I've seen for myself how the original sin of slavery weaved white supremacy into our founding documents and principles. Moving on, a new report picked up by The Hill and The New York Times shows that regular exercise can help reduce your risk of COVID-19. Learning Chinese today, today's raise is knock me over with a feather. Checking in on Wisconsin, where their mask mandate was removed back on March 31st. Since that time, their neighboring states of Minnesota and Illinois, both with continued mask mandates, have seen worse increases in case loads. The Department of Justice will file no charges in the deadly shooting of Air Force veteran Ashley Babbitt during the events at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. We still don't know the name of the person who killed Babbitt. Senator Josh Hawley spoke about Major League Baseball and the need for another round of trust busting. Major League Baseball is not the only one. We had news just this past weekend that 100 CEOs of the largest corporations in the world met together to talk about how they are going to launch some sort of plan to influence other states across the country. This is exactly what the railroad barons tried to do a century ago. It's exactly the same thing. It's trying to control the democratic process. It's trying to leverage economic power to exert political influence. It's trying to push forward a particular political and ideological agenda. And the answer to this now is the same as the answer a century ago. You got to break them up. So it's time for a new round of trust busting in the United States. Major League Baseball is a great place to start. And finally, Texas Congressman Chip Roy dropped a neutron bomb on the masquerade. We're all sitting here spaced out with this nonsense with masks, and it is 100% nonsense. This is all for show. I went to the local uh, PGA Dell match play, which is hosted in my home city of Austin. And we're over talking, and we were talking to some friends of mine that I saw outdoors, nowhere near anybody. And we pulled our masks down, and we were talking to each other. And as a pastor of the church I go to, and this lady comes up, and she goes, I'm sorry. You, you guys need to put your mask back on because the cameras can see you. Because the PGA Tour doesn't want to deal with any of the outcry from the left that, oh, my gosh, if they catch one of their uh, spectators out on the side of a golf course in 80-degree Austin outdoors, oh, no, they might see somebody they're not wearing a mask. 
This is all theater. Everything we're doing is theater. It is all for a show, and the mask mandate is part of it. This is a chart showing Texas, which is masked, I oppose that, versus Georgia, which was unmasked, and there's no correlation. Or there is a correlation, it's that the virus exists. Do a search on the mental health. Right now, just Google mental health and children and masks. Study after study after study talking about how bad it is for children. And then let's get back to the fact that we have 20,000 children in custody in the United States because of the failed, incompetent, corrupt policies of this Democrat administration putting these children in facilities wearing masks. I yield. And that's what happened while we were away. Here's Montage brought to you by Patriot Wine. You know, down in Argentina, they've got vineyards up at 9,000 feet where they make world-class like 90 point wine there. Um, but now they're coming under threat from these radical mobs that are attacking and seizing their land. Buildings are burning down in the middle of the night. Equipment is getting looted. The government down there doesn't do a darn thing about it because they're in bed with these very radicals. So naturally, people are snapping up these wines while they still can because they taste absolutely incredible, which the three of us can all attest to. We've all taken a a bottle of this home and enjoyed it immensely, all right? With notes of blackberry, dark cherry, leather, smoke, they go great with grilling red meat, particularly steak. And today, guys over the guys over at Patriot Wine, 2021.com, they got another special shipment of these wines in and they want to share them with all of you. You get 50% off that wine and then another 50% off the shipping. Double savings, no need for a promo code, 50% off the wine and 50% off the shipping, no need for a promo code, just go to PatriotWine2021.com, that's the website, that's all you got to do, 50% off the wine, 50% off the shipping, at PatriotWine2021.com, give these winemakers some love, because the wine, they're not just patriots, the wine itself is outstanding as well. So let's get to Aaron's montage, in fact, there's one issue that I want to address today because more and more, we've got to think critically here more and more and our, and, and you guys have done a phenomenal job. I mean, the last few weeks of buy seller holds, man have just been cash money week. And it's not just been like a couple that are like, wow, that was really good. I mean, it's just like one after another, the amount of critical thinking that's going on out there. So that's good. Synapses are firing. Okay. And let's keep it going. Nothing you're seeing on this stack the court thing is real. Nothing. Like my buddy Chip just said there in that clip about the masks. This is all masterpiece theater. None of this is real. None of it is. Democrats have a six-seat majority in the House. They can't get cinema and mansion to go along with anything really radical that they want to do in the Senate. They don't have the votes for this, which is exactly why they're doing it, right? That's exactly why they're doing it. Think of your 50 Barack or Obamacare show votes when Republicans had control. Now, hey, I'm not saying that there is a growing element of the Democratic Party that if given the power to do this, they would. And I would love it if they did, but I'll get to that part in a minute of the conversation, okay? Let's just look at this, first of all, politically. This is theater. They dangled out the court thing on there, out there. 
and our side can't help but respond because the number one issue most of you people vote Republican on is judicial appointments. So the border issue, remember the border? Did the, all those kids just go home? What's a border? Yeah. We're not talking about that today, are we? No. No? No? Whole controversy. I mean, there is a coalition of people right and left that think that they made the right decision the Biden administration did on the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And there's a coalition of people right and left that think they made the wrong one. Sure. All right. Um, what are we not talking about today? That, that. That. That's a pretty, regardless of where you come down on it, that yeah. one's a pretty 50-50 cantankerous issue, yeah. right? The NCAA thinks dudes yep. should be able to uh, yep. play with gals. That's not, that's not being brought up. The ridiculous uh, Bjork, all oh, is infrastructure. Infrastructure is all. No one's. We're not. We're not talking about that right now, right? Not talking about that either, right? It worked. It worked. They threw out a come hither, showed us a little leg. We took the bait. Just couldn't restrain ourselves. It had, um, like the like Glenn Fry sings in Tequila Sunrise. It had been too long, so we had to answer the bell. None of this is real. It's never happening. They don't have the votes. That's exactly why they're doing it. Because this is all theater. Theater to rile up their base. Theater to distract our base. That's what this all is. Not to mention a bunch of worthless Republicans are going to raise an ungodly sum of money off of some of you in this audience. Help me. Send me $10 to stop the pushback against stacking the court that's coming might be in your inbox right now a bunch of republicans who yesterday voted to confirm that woman in aaron's video to un to our un ambassador who's a flat-out america hater she got a majority of Republican votes yesterday. She got confirmed 78 to 20, right? Wasn't that the vote, I believe, 78 to 20? Not sure. Yeah, I think it was 78 to 20, which means a majority of Republicans voted for her. And a lot of those Republicans that voted for her to be her UN ambassador, they're going to be emailing you any minute now. Send me your 10 or 15 bucks. Dude, at least I told you, you know, for 15 bucks, you can club and troll Anthony Fauci. That's far more worth your money than sending 15 bucks to Lindsey Graham to stop the stacking of the court. <laughs> Hey, Sean, I'm going to get to the bottom of the court stacking. I get to the bottom of every stack, Sean. Yeah. The 15 bucks you'll send to troll Anthony Fauci will have a lot more impact than sending 15 bucks to Graham Nisty and McConnell. You know, tell him to shove it up his root and branch. Okay. This is all theater, guys. Everybody's raising all kinds of money off of this. They don't have the votes. Ain't going to happen. Not going to happen. Which is too bad. Which brings me to the political or the principal side of this we should be rooting for them to do this rooting for them to do it because it would just discredit the judiciary most americans don't know that they can actually do this and remember when we tried to bring it up in the campaign last year that they were going to do it as a campaign issue the media just kept memory holing the issue right sure. this would stun most americans who have been taught two lies one not nearly as punitive as the other. One lie is that the courts are the supreme branch of all other branches. The other is that we have three equal branches. That's not true either. We don't. Founders made it very clear, very clear, 
that the courts were made the subservient branch for a reason. They were given neither, neither action nor will on purpose because they're unelected. They are completely beholden to the other two branches. They don't get their roster filled without appointments from the executive, and they don't get any funding without funding from the legislative. They're the only branch that is completely at the mercy of the other two, and yet we've flipped that paradigm upside down. This would shock Americans to know that we could just decide any minute now whether there's one, nine, 73, 48. How many judges we have on the court? Yeah, yeah. Well, we just defund it and not, and just de facto not have it. it. Originally, by the way, the Supreme Court was in a closet. It literally met in a closet when it first started, in a closet. Should have kept them in there, in the closet. Don't come out, okay? So we've had decades where Republicans could have done a more productive show of force to decertify judicial supremacy. So, you know, stuff like... Yeah, in my state, now that I'm governor, um, you know, if the legislature wants to send me a, a bill that says you can kill your kid, I mean, I'll veto it, but that's how laws are made here. We don't make laws by Supreme Court decree here in my state. So guess what we're not doing anymore? We're not killing kids. And I'm putting a National Guardsman uh, as I shut down every abortion clinic in the country and I'll, state, I'll station a National Guardsman in front of every one of those to make sure that they never open again. And, and I don't care how many times you wail and I don't care how many times we're on CNN tonight because nobody that voted for me is ever watching that damn programming anyway. So up yours with a rubber hose and see you tomorrow. I'll have a new, uh, I'll have a new check and balance on the court for you tomorrow. In fact, we're just going to just be rolling this for the next few years. Thank you. Could have done stuff like that, right? Yeah. Could have done that. Did they do that? No. No. Did they just enforce literally anything, literally anything that the courts came up with? They would just enforce on you. Literally yes. anything. Yes. That was essentially Christy Nome's argument a few weeks ago on the trans, uh, on the trainee issue. We'll lose at court. Translation. Whatever the courts say, I'm going to impose on you, whatever it is, whatever damnable thing they may, con they may conjure up. I will, as the chief executor of the laws of this state, impose it upon you in South Dakota as if it is law. That's what that means. So, I mean, we've had decades now, and people like me have been warning about this. People like Daniel have written books about this. People like me and my buddy Bob Vanderplatz have organized campaigns to oppose this, throw judges out of office, make history. It's not like there have the Republicans have not been on the clock here. But like, you know, the Minnesota Vikings in that one NFL draft, they just kept passing the pick. And so somebody else kept going. All right. Hey, I, so, I mean, at, at this point, we need just anybody to delegitimize anybody, anybody to delegitimize judicial supremacy by any means necessary. We should be hoping they do this. This is a gift. Now, the only reason it wouldn't be a gift is if you know in your heart of hearts that after the Democrats show judicial supremacy is a canard and not a real thing. If you, if you know that when Republicans are given power again, they won't act that way. They'll actually restore the judicial supremacy because virtually every terrible thing, every terrible that the left has imposed on us in this country in the last 50 years has come via the Supreme Court starting with Roe v. Wade and every one of those courts, including Roe v. Wade, were majority GOP appointed. Fact. Fact. So the only reason you, you're like scared of this is if you know, and I know, 
and I know that you know, and then I know that you know, and you know that I know that even after the Democrats delegitimize the courts, Republicans will just restore their supremacy over us. And so we're doubly screwed. Democrats have set the precedent. They can defy the courts whenever they want. And the Republicans are like, we still won't do it. So now it's the worst of both worlds. Now, if we're admitting to ourselves that that's what will take place, well, that, of course, begs a larger question, like, why are we wasting another three seconds on the Republican Party, okay? But barring that, there's no L here. By all means, have at it. Punk the court all you would like. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see what a guy like a Ron DeSantis does when the Democrats set the precedent that the courts are not the supreme beings in our government, given what we've already seen him willing to do, right? Mm-hmm. Take that take that talking point off the table. What's a guy like a Ron DeSantis do then? I, I kind of wouldn't mind seeing that. Sure. Right? But there's no L here. Let him do it. I mean, we, we lose at the court anyway. Even when we win, it's on a technicality and not on the premise of the Constitution. So let them do it. Don't, don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Some scrub Republican who ain't worth the salt in your tears will be filling your inbox here in the next 10 minutes. Send me your money to oppose the Democrats on stacking the cart. When I voted for all of their um, stack up the racist with critical race theory appointees. Nope, nope. Hell no. You know, Scoremaster can be the difference between getting whatever deal they offer you on a home, car, credit card, or apartment, or getting the best deal and saving money. Now, how is that possible? Because the average Scoremaster user adds about 60 points to their credit score in about three weeks or less. And get this, sometimes you can add up to uh, 30 plus points in just a few days. That's obviously a real game changer. How does it work? Because they show you what the banks have on you, uh, why you have the score you have, and then can help you chart a path to get to the score that you want. They can also show you how your current spending even affects your score when you use a revolving credit card account, for example, uh, as opposed to a debit card and things of that nature. Uh, so even when you pay certain bills, that can have an, an, an impact on your score too. That's why the average Scoremaster user logs in as many as five times a month. It's almost like another form of uh, like having another uh, website for your online banking. Uh, and remember that Scoremaster is also simple, easy to use, takes just about a minute to enroll, see your points and then find out how to get the points that you want and get $1 million in fraud insurance to protect your score as well. When you go to scoremaster.com slash Steve, again, that's scoremaster.com slash Steve. He is running for the U.S. Senate seat in the state of Ohio, which has been... In the crosshairs of this show over the past year, uh, as it relates to to COVID, Stan, his name is Josh Mandel, and he joins us today here on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. Josh, it's a pleasure to have you with us, brother. How are you? I'm good, Steve. Thanks for having me on. So first of all, thank you for being here. Tell us a little bit about Josh Mandel. Uh, Let our audience know. Who are you? Why are you doing this? I'm a constitutional conservative. I was the first statewide official in Ohio to support President Trump. 
when everyone else in Ohio and the establishment was still supporting Kasich to the bitter end. Uh, and when I was state treasurer, I, I took on Kasich every time I could when he was acting like a you know, squishy establishment Republican. And now we learn he's actually a Democrat. And I've also been taking on Mike DeWine. Uh, I think he's a tyrant. I think he's taken the big hand of government and just tried to shove it to the little guy here in Ohio. And he's trampled on our liberty. Um, liberty is very important to me because I'm a Marine Corps vet. I did a couple tours in Iraq. I raised my right hand to defend our constitution, our freedom, our liberty. And I'll take on anyone who's getting in our way, whether they're a Democrat or a Republican. Well, first of all, thank you for your service, obviously, on behalf of everybody on our show and our entire audience. Thank you for that. Let's talk about Mike DeWine, because I have been anywhere from befuddled to frustrated to um, uh, seething, uh, watching watching what he has done in the past year. And I, and I think it's a unique case because we can see why a, an Andrew Cuomo, why a Gavin Newsom, why a Gretchen Whitmer uh, is going to deploy the Rahm Emanuel, never let a good crisis go to waste at a moment like this. We don't approve of it. We oppose it. We're, we're trying to defeat it and end it. But we understand the motivation of the great reset crowd. What has fascinated me about your governor, Josh, as, as someone who has covered this virus and the policies uh, you know, surrounding it as much as anybody in the media has in the last year, he is the one case I can think of of like someone who seems to be his his level of of tyranny seems to be out of like almost affection like like devotion to the virus like I, I his twitter account he's like posted like multi-tweet sonnets to the virus like love songs like he's going air supply karaoke you know like it, it's almost like he views this as this is his moment he was like put on earth to save the people from Ohio of Ohio from from COVID and I'm reminded of what the great C.S. Lewis once said that the worst tyrants of them all are the ones who really believe in the sincerity of their good intentions in some respects just give me a renegade thug like Gavin Newsom I know what he wants I know how to beat that what do you do with the guy who's like in like in love with the moment which is that unfair of your governor you hit the nail on the head Steve Listen, every day here in Ohio, I've been leading the charge. I've been at the pointy tip of the spear taking on DeWine. Uh, what he did was he took the big hand of government and he used it to screw over the little guys, mom and pops all over the state, parents all over the state, and kids all over the state. I'll, I'll give you a story uh, about a, a shop in Marietta, Ohio. Marietta is a small town on the Ohio River, looks over across uh, into West Virginia. And there's this uh, store there called Schaefer Leather Goods. They make work boots, and cowboy boots. That's what they do. They've been open for 150 years, stayed open through five generations, World War One, World War Two, Great Depression, even the Spanish flu. But they couldn't make it through the Mike DeWine tyrannical shutdowns. He shut them down. Mm-hmm. But guess who he didn't shut down, Steve? Right down the street, he did not shut down Walmart. So what happened was folks who needed cowboy boots or work boots – they just went down the street to Walmart and bought boots made in China. And this is a metaphor for everything Mike DeWine did all over the state. He picked winners and losers, and he picked these big woke corporations as the winners and family-owned restaurants and small businesses as the losers. As you said, he's in love with the moment. He can't get enough of himself on TV in the front of the newspaper talking about COVID. 
But the reality is he failed. Someone like Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, succeeded. Mike DeWine failed. I don't care what the media says. I don't care what these big tech companies say. I don't care what all the sheeple journalists out there say who are trying to try to whine out like a hero. This guy was a total failure on COVID. So I hear a combativeness uh, from you about a guy wearing your own jersey. And you mentioned you took the oath to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, as a Marine. You you lived out that oath in service to the country uh, in the Middle East. I, I think we've got to be a little, have a little more fervor about enemies to our belief system here at home. And it's easy to spot, hey, you know, the, the woman that uh, the Biden administration put up as a U.N. ambassador yesterday. Um, and, you know, America is a racist, is fundamentally evil and racist country. And she's going to be our, our uh, you know, emissary uh, to the rest of the world. But if you get elected, Josh, 78 of your colleagues voted to confirm that yesterday, including a majority of Republicans that voted voted to confirm her to that office and a lot of there's a growing amount of people that are just like listen i don't have time anymore we're we're out of time as a people if you're i don't care what letters after your name if you're right you're right if you're wrong you're wrong and i've got to oppose you if you're doing stuff like voting for you know an anti-american leftist radical to be our u.n ambassador what are your thoughts on that listen that's where i am i'm not going to washington to make friends I'm going to Washington to stand up for the Constitution and stand up for the Judeo-Christian values on which America was founded and grew strong. America was not founded on Muslim values. It was not founded on atheism. It was founded on Judeo-Christian values, knowing the difference between good and evil. As we read in the book of Joshua, walking with courage that the Lord will be with us. And those who have courage in Washington— they vote against nominees like this that Biden put up. And those that don't have courage or who want to be part of the cocktail party circuit there and just want to be liked, they vote for it. And when I go to Washington, I'm, I'm going there not to make friends, but I'm going there to stand up for the Constitution and stand up for traditional American values. And one of those values is the belief that we are that shining city on the hill. America is exceptional. And the Obama doctrine and the Biden doctrine and the, all the Kamala Harris doctrine uh, of bringing America down and, and, and really subscribing to the Saul Alinsky playbook, we must combat that with every fiber of our being. One other thing I want to ask you about, Josh, I've, I have talked on our show in the last year quite a bit how I'm surprised there has not been more of an uproar about lockdowns and things of that nature. There's been some, but I'm surprised there's not been more. Uh, just a few weeks ago, the UK had one of the largest demonstrations in the history of the country uh, over lockdowns. And it's kind of funny. I mean, um, we re- we rebelled against them for us to be free, and they're out in the streets protesting for their freedom before we are. You live in a state that is the quintessential swing state, but like Virginia is the quintessential swing state that is that is now tilting blue. Yours is tilting red. Trump won it pretty decisively by swing state Sanders now twice. Um, and like I was shocked. Hey, there were a group like of Ohio State football parents that played a huge role in why we got college football in the Big Ten last year, and I thank them for that. But like, I mean, I was shocked that the Bucknuts like weren't out in the streets 
you know, with 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 torches when the Big Ten said we weren't going to have a season. Like not just a few parents and players and Justin, uh, you know, uh, and and the and the star quarterback, but like the whole fan base. Uh, where has been the resistance to this? Well, what happened was uh, DeWine uh, with the mainstream media and big technology uh, as part of his team, they lied to the people of Ohio and they convinced people of things that were just not truthful. For instance, um, DeWine's the health director, her name was Amy Acton. She was sort of like the mini Fauci here. She predicted 62,000 cases uh, per week. It ended up being 476. She wasn't even in the ballpark of accurate. She was just dead wrong. She was either completely incompetent or she just lied. And then DeWine used those numbers and, and predicated all his shutdowns on that. And so people here got scared because they were throwing out these ridiculous numbers that were, were dead wrong. And uh, fortunately, you know, we have uh, liberty lovers here and fighters here. You know, there's a group here called the 1851 Constitutional Law Center. You know, they filed suit on behalf of a lot of small businesses here. And, and if, if, if you came here now, man, Steve, there's, there, there is fire in the streets and Good. people are really fired up and people realize now that, that he, uh, he was a tyrant. So, is a tyrant. Josh, what else do you want our audience to know about your campaign? Well, your audience should know that uh, over the past month or so, I got suspended from Twitter. And congratulations, congratulations! I kind of feel like I'm Thank derelict you. in my duty. That I hasn't happened to me yet. Actually, I'm I'm feeling kind of guilty about that. But go ahead. Let me tell you this Facebook story. So, a couple of weeks ago, tragically, that guy from uh, the Farrakhan group, Nation of Islam, killed a cop in uh, you know by the Capitol. Mm-hmm. So, one of the reporters posts online some screenshots of uh, this this guy's the murderers. Facebook page, but then he says that the Facebook page has now been deleted. You know, and we know why because he, the, the the killer was a member of Nation of Islam and Farrakhan and all that. They want to protect groups like that. So I asked Facebook a question, simple question, legitimate question. The question I asked was, why did you delete the profile of the Nation of Islam cop killer? And their response to that was suspending me for thirty days. Hmm for having the audacity to ask a question. Like, are, are we in America? Are we in North Korea? I mean, what, what is going on here? Like, we can't even ask questions of these big tech companies. And so, listen, every time Facebook suspends me or Twitter suspends me or the mainstream media cancels me, it just makes me stronger. And so I, in every speech I give throughout the state, every town hall meeting, every Patriot group, every Tea Party group, every church I speak at, I talk about this. And it's usually one of the, one of the times where I get the most applause is when people hear that I've been canceled by the mainstream media and by uh, big tech because they know I'm out here fighting. And listen, in Washington, Steve, we don't need wallflowers. We don't need Republicans that are soft and just want to be civil and go along, get along and make friends. We need fighters. And that's what I'm going to be in Washington. Josh, how can people learn more about your campaign? Yeah, website is joshmandel.com, J-O-S-H-M-A-N-D-E-L.com. I'm a proud Marine Corps vet. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm standing up for the Judeo-Christian values on which America was founded and grew strong. I'm not only taking up, taking on these wacky leftists like Pelosi and Schumer and Biden and Kamala Harris and Obama, but I'm also taking on squishy establishment Republicans on the right. And uh, it's our time now to go to Washington to fight and to revamp the Republican Party 
and get constitutional conservatives there who are pro-Trump and have backbone and a steel spine. And that's me. And if you want to help us out again, just go to joshmandel.com. Thank you, Josh. Good luck to you. All right. Take care. Thanks, Steve. You bet. You know, we've been talking about rough greens for quite a while here. It's that uh, powder of nutrition that my dog cap things taste great. You sprinkle on your dog's food and all the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that's stripped out of your pet's food uh, for mass distribution and consumption. Same thing they do to the people food that we eat. That's why we're taking so many supplements these days. And this is the supplement now for your pet that puts all those good things, pre probiotics, amino acids, omega oils, all those things that your dog needs right back into their diet. But you may be wondering, Hey, I mean, how do I know my dog's going to like this? You know, um, that's a fair point, which is why we're just going to give you the bag for free to find out. How's that? You're just going to pay for the shipping, but we'll give you the bag for free. Just go to roughgreens.com, R-U-F-F. Get that 14-day jumpstart bag right there. You'll see on screen. You get that. You try it for a couple of weeks. See if your pet likes it. If they don't, hey, all you spent was a couple bucks shipping to find out. But if they do like it, now you've got something for a healthy, healthier, happier pet. Roughgreens.com, R-U-F-F. Try it right now for free. Just pay for the shipping. Roughgreens.com or give them a call at 833-ROUGH-DOG, 833-ROUGH-DOG. All right, we've had a lot go on here in the opening hour of the show. We got about a minute and a half for you guys to tell me what you thought of it. (laughs) Go! (laughs) Well, I wish Josh Mandel all the best. His election should be obvious, consider the circumstances. But what's also obvious to me is that Mike DeWine uh, should have been recalled a long time ago. So people simply like... Uh, fear and self-loathing these days and that's a tough hill to climb for somebody who just makes sense and loves this country like josh mandel yeah i think the candidates and this is across the board uh in in statewide elections i I think in places like ohio or florida or iowa even or some of the deep deeper reds or or trending deeper red states the candidates who are going to fare the best will run on a message of an implicit understanding of the cold civil war. There's no more. I'm going there to cut bipartisan deals. Mm-hmm. I, I think those are the candidates with that are going to have the most amount of su- success. The ones with eyes to see and ears to hear in places like that. At least that's what I hope. That's what I hope. And I hope uh, I, I'm with Todd. I, I hope, um, and wish uh, Josh Mandel the best, and and hopefully the people of Ohio will will rise up against the tyranny of of Mike uh, Sonnets to the virus Dewine. Also, this is this is actually a test for Donald Trump. This is his state. This was the first statewide office holder that endorsed you in your presidential run. So, are we just going after people who said bad things about me, or are we going to actually go after? bad politicians whether that regardless of their views about me personally i mean he he kind of owes josh mandel the, the way politics works so i think it's also a test for him in a way theology thursday's next and 
We're back with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre, and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. That's how you can email us. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And if you like free speech instead of those platforms, look for Steve Dace on MeWe, Gab, and Parlor, youtube.com slash Steve Dace is where you can get censored clips of the program. And no, we're not kidding. Uh, but if you would like uncensored ones, go to rumble.com slash Steve Dace show. And if you're a podcast listener, thank you. Please show your gratitude for the show. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five star review on any pat- podcast platform that you use because the more of those you get, the more it helps the show to climb the rankings. Uh, we get uh, benevolent algorithm uh, distribution from Skynet, not to mention our own fragile male egos are satiated. So uh, thank you to the thousands of you that have left us those five-star reviews already. What are you waiting for? And then why haven't you left us another one? I'm always asking myself that. Why aren't there more? All right. This portion of the program brought to you by realestateagentsitrust.com. You know, trying to sell your home in any environment any economy, even the Trump economy, which was the best economy we'd had since the dot-com boom, even that environment can be challenging. But how about these unprecedented times? Bing. Thank you. Uh, you want to definitely make sure before you go into what can be one of the more stressful times in your life, buying and selling a home or buying and selling a home. Make sure you go in with an agent that will take charge of the situation, but will remember who is ultimately in charge of the situation, and that's you. Now, where would you find such an agent that you can trust who can also deliver results with a proven, fully vetted, verified track record of success? Why, the name kind of says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. A lot of these are agents that come right out of this audience. All right, realestateagentsitrust.com is where you want to go. We can find you an agent almost anywhere you want to go or leave at realestateagentsitrust.com. I'm already getting numerous emails from those of you who have decided, yes, there is one person in particular who needs the message uh, contained within Fauci and Bargain. You're already sending him copies, but several of you would like us to repeat the address. Trust me, this is the best 15 bucks, other than to a charitable cause that you will spend because you can have a book sent directly to Dr. Fauci. It is, after all, a bit of an homage. Uh, it is a compilation of his handiwork. We, Instead of him having to write his memoirs, why, we just saved him from that task. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, NIA. AID. That's the name of his branch. That's the abbreviation. NIAID, Office of Communications and Government Relations. Again, that's Office of Communications and Government Relations. 5601 Fisher Lane, comma, MSC 9806. 5601 Fisher Lane, comma, MSC 9806. Bethesda, Maryland. That's again, Bethesda, Maryland. 20892-9806 is the zip code. That's 20892-9806. And you can send Dr. Anthony Fauci a token of your appreciation by sending him a copy of the book, the best-selling, number one, in fact, uh, best-selling book 
I mean, Anthony Fauci has accomplished many things in his lifetime. I don't know that he's ever been the the muse for a number one book, and now he can say that he has. And you can send him a token of that appreciation there. Uh, And I'm sure as more and more of those Amazon deliveries come in, that he will appreciate it. All right, let's get to Theology Thursday. And I just want to reiterate what I said when I teased we were going to do this today, that... um, This should not come from the likes of me. I've been a a Christian since 2003. I've grown quite a bit in my faith. And I've been very public and bold about it on numerous public platforms. But I'm still a work in progress. Um, I have blind spots. I have weak spots. I've got red light districts in the brain. I have had problems in marriage. I've had problems in my personal life. I'm not an apostle. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a prophet. Um, Somebody who's a much more finished work. I'm not the next Francis Schaefer or anything like that. I'm just Steve. Somebody who's a more finished work should be delivering the message we're about to deliver to you. It should come from somebody better than me. And we've sat around waiting for that to happen. And unfortunately, by and large, with a few exceptions, messages like this have not. And so we're wandering right now. We're, we're wandering in the desert. You know, the other night I watched Jordan Peterson, the Jordan Peterson documentary, The Rise of Jordan Peterson, and the amount of young men coming up to him after his talks. Broken, tears in their eyes. Basically, he was doing the job their dad should have done all along, but didn't. The job a pastor, a minister, a priest should have done all along, a shepherd, but didn't. That's very powerful. His message is very powerful. And I want to emulate that, but in a specifically biblical context. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul writes a series of epistles. And in several of them, he is addressing specific concerns about the community of believers in those specific communities and facing those specific situations. In Galatia, they had a particular problem with a group called Judaizers. So Paul specifically addresses that for the people of that community, the church in that community. Uh, That was a specific challenge they were facing there. It doesn't mean there were not broader themes there, which is why we are still sharing and doing catechesis based on Paul's letters 2,000 years later. But the inspiration for them was that particular situation. The letters to Corinth, a very pagan debauched community in Greece. They had a very specific problem with a higher level of immorality. A guy sitting in the front row pew with his arm around his mom, basically, is a problem. All right, so so he's addressing those specific issues to those specific people. Now, I'm not worthy to strap the Apostle Paul's sandals, but... I'm going to do my best here to emulate 
that process. Specifically, what are the issues we as American believers are facing? Are we sons of Issachar? Do we understand the times and what to do about them? Christ called us to, to read and study and know the signs of the times. Discernment or a lack thereof is not permitted for the, for the believer. In fact, the world's supposed to come to us for that. We've got, you know, we, we've got the knowledge of the owner's manual to the universe, the word. So I think it is time for us to come now and let us reason together. And I think we need to face the inconvenient truth about America. It is time for some brutal honesty about where we are and where we're headed. That we need a new black-robed regiment to honestly help us discern this culture and the times we're in. Right now we don't. We have pockets of it individual aspects of it, but we don't really have a unified black-robed regiment in our time. So I'm going to do my best here. It's just one guy with one show to fill that void. These are some inconvenient truths we need to confront, acknowledge, and absorb, starting with number one. We must see ourselves more as pilgrims now, than patriots. The America we have been attempting to conserve is gone. The fundamentals of our culture, our heritage, are gone. We need to let go of the nostalgia. It is paralyzing us. Now, tradition and nostalgia are different. Tradition is how we look back in the past and see how things work and understand that if we update them for the times in which we're in, The principle, if not the process, may need updating, but the principle itself still works. But nostalgia causes us to want to recreate the process instead. And then the principle gets lost. It's got to look just like this. This is how it looked before. This is what we did before. It'll just do the same exact process all over again. And we get hooked on nostalgia. I believe right now we are paralyzed by nostalgia. We need to let go of the nostalgia of America. And embrace the mission we have as pilgrims living in America. The good news is, to come here, we didn't have to risk life and limb on a rickety boat where many of us died. Uh, The good news is, once we landed here, we didn't have to watch half of us die the first two winters of disease and starvation. But aside from those calamities and every other definition of the word, we are pilgrims. In this era now. This is all in many of the places we're going to go. What we believe and represent is either anathema or new. Number two. We must also see ourselves more as sons of liberty than founding fathers. The times in which we are in call much more back to a 1776 than they do a 1789. You're in, they, they lived in a pre-Constitution world. They hadn't even conceived of one yet. We live in a post-Constitution world. Again, we're not conserving something. We're starting one. We're, we're starting it. Number three, 
America was founded as a Judeo-Christian country with a limited government. It is now a pagan country with limited liberty. Unless we accept this truth, we have no chance to survive, let alone succeed, for we are deceiving ourselves. You cannot defeat an enemy you will not acknowledge or know. You cannot solve a problem you do not acknowledge or know. There is no silent majority anymore. It doesn't exist. Number four, the Constitution is a dead letter. The natural law it codifies, of course, remains as it always has and always will, because that is the code of the Creator. But its parameters and principles are effectively null and void. Even when the Constitution is defended by our politicians and judges, it's usually on a technicality rather than a premise. Remember when the Republicans opposed opposed Obamacare for a decade on the grounds that, quote, we couldn't afford it, not on the grounds that it's just completely wholly, not even unconstitutional, it is anti-constitutional. The purpose of this legislation is to undo the scheme of the Constitution itself. That was its purpose. So I guess if if you can if you if we can afford anti-constitutional legislation then it's good it was a terrible argument which shows you they didn't really mean it because then when you gave them the power to do something about it after 50 plus show votes to repeal it root and branch they never did Think of poor Jack apparently the only cake baker in all of Denver Colorado you know I've been to that gorgeous city a couple of times and thought I saw more than one cake baker there maybe I didn't maybe poor Jack's all they got there but they keep assaulting this guy please use your business we demand in order to perpetuate our pagan mythology he keeps refusing and the last time that he wanted the supreme court the court literally told the state of colorado that if they could come up with another rationale for why they wanted jack to do this other than religious animus it was totally cool it was totally cool to impose your will on somebody like that just just don't make it you know about something icky we can't defend That's not defending the Constitution. That's not upholding it. That's just unraveling it, Weezer style, the sweater song, just one thread at a time, as opposed to the other guys that are just, you know, kicking tires and lighting fires with it. Number five, we have wasted decades in the Republican Party on a national level, with no real fruit to show for it whatsoever. Even within the one area where we had seen progress, Second Amendment rights, we're retreating now. The last two presidents, including the last Republican one, uh, they both issued unconstitutional gun control executive orders. The Second Amendment's in the Constitution. The word executive order, uh, strangely, is not. Um, The NRA's leadership is in shambles at the moment. And that was our most effective issue advocacy organization of the last couple of decades. Number six, we need to let go of the nostalgia of Americana's symbols and institutions. West Point announced a few days ago, critical race theory is going to be part of its curriculum. West Point. These institutions are all gone now. And they're not just gone. They're against They have been turned against us. The time is coming soon when we may be the ones who refuse to stand for the pomp and circumstance 
that is really now just woke agate prop, just propaganda. Need to let go of that. The nostalgia is going to paralyze us. It's paralyzing us now. It's stopping us from seeing the truth of the situation we're in. Seven, we need to at least consider we will no longer have free and fair elections as we took for granted for so long. And therefore, we need to consider some alternative means for acting on our beliefs and defending ourselves. We're not going to vote our way out of this. First of all, who are we even going to vote for in most of these cases, even if the vote and the election is secure and sound? But after we went what we went through this past year, banking on that one. So so even even if it is safe and sound, who do we even have to vote for in too many of these places? And then we can't even trust anymore that the process will operate with the same integrity that it already has. Now, thankfully, if you are a Christian, um, you have a place called America because a large cloud of witnesses which preceded you for 2,000 years figured out how to advance their beliefs and values without anybody even knowing what voting was. We're going to have to recover some of those means. Uh, Terms and phrases like civil disobedience, get reacquainted with them. Because the wars come into your door and you will not be permitted to abstain. You will not be permitted to say, hey, leave my name out of this. History shows those who say, leave my name out of this today, out of fear of the mob, will be taken by the mob tomorrow. Number eight, we will imminently be banned from any and all mainstream platforms of significance in this country. That could mean tomorrow, could mean five years from now, but we are on borrowed time. It's almost as if Gutenberg invented the printing press. Luther figured out, hey, I can use this new development this new invention to get my message out and then gutenberg decided to sell out to the spirit of the age and go woke instead and say well i'm not printing any more of that that's what social media has done and it's our new city gate where the vast majority of information is disclosed and distributed in our culture today but it is and with increasing rapidness refusing to give contrarian views distribution We're all going to be gone, all of us, imminently. Nine, we need to create our own subculture and ecosystem. However, not with a monastic intent of living separately, but with the missional intent of modeling righteousness and liberty to a watching world, meaning not a separate culture, an alternative one. Our marriages are better Our families are better, not in quality or essence, but in way of life, a superior way to live that attracts other people that are like, wow, I want what they have. We run our businesses better. We run our schools better. Now, you'll notice that there's no graphic associated with this talking point. You know why? Because we don't have... (laughs) We don't have an alternative habitat and ecosystem now. We weren't sure what to even point to, what to put up there. We have some forms of alternative media that are very successful. I'm blessed to work with one of them, but we're also 
threatened by the previous point I just made. We know the plug's getting pulled on us from a social media standpoint any minute now. Every day we, every day we come into a place like Blaze Media and we can all access our Facebook and Twitter accounts is, is like, wow, we're day to day. And so are all of you. So this needs to be our priority. We need to create our own subculture and ecosystem. And if we don't do that, we will fail our children and grandchildren. 10. There are not enough of us to completely overtake the spirit of the age, I'm afraid. There's just not enough. Too many Americans want to be ruled. However, there's too many of us for the spirit of the age to assert itself completely at the same time. So we have this sort of standoff right now. But we must establish a foothold while this standoff exists. We must establish a foothold. We must make red states and red counties and red communities red again. And they must be at least as red as California is blue. Because soon the standoff will end. Now that they own all the institutions, soon the standoff will end and it will be them now fully on the offensive. Right now there's a bit of a standoff. Not enough of us to win, but too many of us to lose. Soon that will end. Take advantage of the time we have right now and establish a foothold. Safe havens where the doctrine of the lesser magistrate reigns. Where a militant form of federalism will be practiced. Number 11. When we work inside structures within the broader cultures, our jobs, a political party, likely the Republican Party, whatever the case may be, Whenever we are working inside any of these structures within the broader culture, we must see ourselves as as subversives, not just servants. If I'm running for office as a Republican, I don't give a whit about the Republican Party as a whole. I only care what it does for me and how I can use it. I'm not letting it use me. I'm not an agent of it. I'm using it. I'm the subversive here. Same thing in your job. Why do you think you have those talents and skills? So when you showed up that day at the board meeting and they announced critical race theory, you just, the creator that just gave you those things, he also wants you to shut up about what's the evil you're now going to be using those talents and gifts for? No. Now that doesn't mean, by the way, we're just anxious to be martyred. In the New Testament, Christ says, hey, uh, right now is not the time. No, we're not. He doesn't go around Galilee traipsing around with a Messiah shirt everywhere he goes. But when the time came, when the time was right, And when Caiaphas looks at him, says, are you the one? Enough. Let's cut to the chase. Are you the Messiah? And he looks boldly at him and in front of all those who have put him on trial and says, and quotes right from the prophet Daniel, you will see the son of man coming on the clouds of heaven. He lets them know when the time was right, he announced himself. There will be a time that it is right for all of you to do the same. Until then, stay quiet subversively, not weakly. You're afraid of your job, afraid of blowback. That's not why you're there. You're there so that when the time is right, your creator will pull the arrow from his quiver that has your name on it and fire you across their bow. That's really why you're there. We have no real allies beyond those with whom we share priorities and principles in common. 
Do not set yourself up, therefore, for betrayal and ambush. You're a stranger in a strange land, almost everywhere you go now. The kingdom of God, though, remember this. The kingdom of God forcefully advances, and it is forceful men who lay hold of it. Not passive ones, forceful ones. And then finally, all of these previous 11 points are really holding actions. Because this is the bottom line. Revival or bust. If there is not another great awakening here, the likes of which gave birth to liberty on this continent in the first place, liberty will be lost on this continent without another one. Period. End of sentence. And collectively, without revival, these previous 11 steps will fail. But, as Paul says, to the Jew I am a Jew, to the Greek I am a Greek, I am all things to all people so that I may save some of them. We do these things because whether this thing is about to go dark and and live out in Edmund Gibbons book and assume its place on the ash heap of history or it does see revival, we are still called to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Now, again, I'm the last person to be issuing marching orders to God's people, man. Somebody better than me should be telling you these things. Somebody who's been more righteous and holy in their lives should be telling you these things. Somebody who wants less vengeance on his enemies than I do and carries less spite around as I do every day. The anger just grows inside of me every day at what goes on. I have to resist the temptation to not just lose my mind on social media every day. I'm so angry. Somebody doesn't wrestle with those things who's better at the joy of the Lord, should have told you this. But we don't have any more time left to wait around for the people that have those characteristics to equip us for the times in which we're in. The hour is late, so I guess it's going to be me. I hope that this was helpful. Now, Todd, you had no idea what these points were going to be. No. And that was on purpose because I wanted to get your cold reaction to these after I laid this out. And now I would like to hear it. That is a neutron bomb to what I regularly talk about is the gated community effect. There, there's no more hiding. There's no, no more cozy blankets. Get up and get out and do that which you are called to do as a child of God to defend in all things the good the true, and the beautiful, one of which used to be this great nation, and it isn't anymore. So broadly speaking, as a church, the excommunications must continue until morale improves. If you don't got the appetite for this, you're out. Whether you understand that or not, you are out. Reality itself is at stake. The creation is at stake. How we were ordered male and female together, is at stake. This Now, God has told you that long ago, but you know what? Now, actually, the pagans are telling you that. They're shoving it down your throat. We are. Steve told you this before we ever heard of COVID, and what's your line about uh, slitting throats, Steve? Oh, it's from H.L. Mencken. Sometimes, no, 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 what about you? Oh, either, the offer from the spirit yes, of the age. Yes. The spirit of the age's offer is, you will slit your throat or we will yes. do it for you. That's the offer on the table for people I know like I'm us. going to hear it a lot and I'm going to have no patience for it. You can't negotiate this. 
You can't find a compromise with no. this. It's impossible. And Two worldviews are walking into a steel cage match, man, and only one yes. of them's walking out. Yeah. And if you think you can, you have an idol that you worship, whether you understand it or not, that is blotting out the glory of your Lord. The 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 hour, I keep saying this, the hour's late, guys. Understand the signs of the times. At the very least, at the very least, you are potentially living at the end of the American age. At the very least. At the very least, you are potentially living at the end of the age of Western civilization. It is possible we're living at the end of the age. No one knows the day and hour. But at the very least, if you know history, if you understand the signs of the times, you are living potentially, without revival, at the end of the American age. The hour is late. We really don't have any more time for any more pleasantries, any more games, any more clickbait. And I know what you want after this. You want like five steps now. What do I do next? No. First, we need to absorb the inconvenient truths that were just shared. Internalize them. And then once it is it is permeated enough of our thinking, then I think we're ready for more marching orders. But we're not there yet. More in a moment. We all know the detrimental impact of too much screen time for kids, whether it's the content online, shortening of attention span, or loss in creativity. We need better ways for our children and grandchildren to use their downtime. That's why I want to tell you for uh, spend a couple of minutes telling you about Annie's Kit Clubs. They've got the perfect subscription box for both boys and girls. That's right. They, they believe those two things still exist over there. Uh, they've got the Young Woodworkers Kit Club for the boys. And the good news, if you're a dad like me, um, it... it, it requires only minimal supervision okay hey man you want to you want to debate on the five points of calvinism i'm your guy okay but on the woodworkers kit i'm doing the steve carill yikes you know what i'm saying so <laughs> that's why this dad is happy to hear it comes with minimal supervision but it's got an all-in woodwork all-in-one woodworking kit that has all the materials and tools uh your boy needs and for the girls they get two fun craft projects because they're more special uh every month uh, they get two of these complete with easy to follow instructions that kickstart her creativity through painting beading and more so if you want to help your kids develop skills that actually work out in the real world while expressing their creativity uh, this makes a great gift go to annie's kitclubs.com slash steve and annie's is a-n-n-i-e annie's kitclubs.com slash steve save 75 percent off your first order at annie's kitclubs.com slash steve one final note on our theology thursday message we are going to be putting this out on all of our social media accounts as a separate clip later today and we would invite, if not urge, uh, all of you that appreciated that message um, to share that with the uh, people that you know uh, amongst the uh, believing community uh, across the country as well. And Aaron, thank you. I thought you did a fantastic job uh, with the graphics package you and bet. everything associated with that to highlight it. Really appreciate it. All right, let's get to three non-political questions. 
We all have questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? Who am I? A search and a question of identity. Why am I here? A question of meaning and purpose. Where am I going? Question of destiny. Some better than others. What sort of morality or proto-morality would you expect to find in a chimpanzee troop? Injecting some levity into the demise of Western civilization. It's three questions on The Steve Day Show. Yes, three hopefully good non-political questions that when Steve said Aaron has an hour to come up with these, he was not lying or being facetious. Maybe he was trying to, but he was, no, he was actually was, telling the I truth. I was giving you the, 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 a, a subtle bat signal. Exactly. Yes. Uh, question number one. What's on your Mount Rushmore of Mount Ru- No, uh, what's on your Mount Rushmore of useful products excluding cell phones, computers, or vehicles? Uh, Bill Barr. I'm telling you, I'm that big a fan. I'm that big a fan. And you know what? I'm, I have to do one before I get out of here. I might just mention it now, okay? I mean, this thing is a life-changing food for me. I mean, easy on the tummy. Um, the nutrition value. Um, I, I mean, it, I'm just, I love it, man. I'm fanatical about it. I, I mean, I can take it everywhere I go. Um, I would highly recommend if you've never tried Built Bar before, uh, especially if if you have certain candy bar flavors you love. If you love chocolate mint stuff, their chocolate mint brownie. I've still got several of the candy cane brownie left over from Christmas that I still non left in my fridge. They're bringing back the cookie dough flavor. You guys have all been asking for that. That cookie dough flavor was that's the one you tried, right? I did not try cookie. Oh, you know, you tried the the coconut brownie. Yes. Chunk. I got one of those with me today. That's phenomenal, isn't it? It was good. Yeah, the cookie dough is coming back too. Um, So, uh, folks, you've just never had a protein bar this good or a candy bar this nutritious. Builtbar.com, B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R, builtbar.com. Use my name, last name, Dace, pardon me, D-E-A-C-E as a promo code. Get 15% off your first order. At BuiltBar.com. So, I mean, Built Bar is on my list. That was so smooth. I didn't even realize you were yeah. doing the live read. Neither, I, I wasn't going to do it originally, but I figured if I'm talking about it, I might as well go ahead. Okay. Again, promo code DACE, BuiltBar.com, 15% off. But Built Bar is on the list. DVR. I've told you guys for years, DVR made me a better dad. I thought we're not allowed to put the... Is that... Doable? Yeah, that's electronic. Oh, okay. Did that Okay, that, that's disqualified. My bad. Okay. So, um, Built Bar. Um... When I was 13 years old, my mama bought me a breakaway rim basketball hoop. And Dave put that up on the uh, top of the garage. And it was at about a little over nine feet so we could dunk on it, you know? And since it was a breakaway rim, we didn't have to worry about it breaking. And the amount time and exercise I got playing with that and me and my buddies were on it constantly growing up for years so a lot of good memories there so that would be number two got a lot of good use out of that is that okay to include that sure yeah okay um and not see I'm struggling with the nothing electronic man you know I love my electronics. That, that, that's where I'm. Yeah, I'm still thinking of my answer. I'm glad you're going first. <laughs> good, good. Uh, number three. How about you, dude? If in our in our day and age, our bikes, man. Oh, that's a good one. I mean that that's I mean that's what unlocked the world of our neighborhoods when we were kids. Uh, life is so fundamentally different that way now. I know. I mean, 
but dude, our bikes were essential when we were growing up in our age. Uh, I know. You know, that opening scene of Stranger Things where they're riding their bikes down the street. I mean, I that, that was us, right? Yes, all day, all night. Mom was just, and, until, the, you know, they started kidnapping kids. Then my mom was a little bit more uh, concerned than just be home at dinner time, you know. But our bikes, um, my breakaway rim when I was a kid, built bars, and so I need one more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, does a cassette tape count? Sure. Can I use it? Sure. Okay. I used to listen to, and I mean, I, I spent hours doing this at night in the summertime and, and, and waiting for the football season, Bob Eufer's tapes. And he's, he's a legendary Michigan football play-by-play guy uh, from the seventies, uh, the sixties and seventies. And I, I just, I spent hours and hours and hours listening to those tapes at night. Can't sleep, you know, in the summertime, you pop that thing in. It got to the point I could, I could memorize them. So, um, a lot of good memories there too. So those would be my four things. I could probably come up with another, some other things, but those are the four, the first four that came to mind. A good pocket knife, a good coffee, uh, mug that'll keep things hot. Um, you definitely need, uh, I need those things, uh, canned flavored water. Cause I'm bad at hydrating and just drinking regular water. I love this. He's gone complete so, and total practical. Yeah. Meanwhile, I start throwing in nostalgia after just giving a massive uh, message about letting go of the nostalgia. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and fourth, oh, still, you know, you need, you, you, every guy needs a good baseball cap that they've had for like 20 years that those four. Yeah. I did this one, uh, absent electronics cause it's really hard to think of stuff, at least for me anyway, that's not electronic based. That's super useful. I would say recency bias, uh, totally got a, got a, a dolly with inflatable, you know, rubber tires this weekend to help the move out, uh, because we're on the third floor of our apartment that thing is saving my neck, my back, my shoulders, and to some extent, my legs too, mm-hmm. a little bit. Those things are nice. I'd say a bike as well, because that's the main source of my exercise. Um, I'm also with Todd on the coffee mug, like an actual tall coffee mug things, because no coffee mug, you know, a traditional coffee mug actually t- keeps your coffee warm for a while. And then probably my uh, my piece, my gun. Uh, I should have put my trigger point in there now that you mention it. I roll that thing out before every workout. That has avoided oh, yeah, a lot yeah. of injuries. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I got you. Uh, question number two. Who do you believe the Nephilim actually were? Oh, boy. Um, aren't these the the children of the of the Angel. demons who mated with uh, that, that, that mated with yeah a pre-flood mm-hmm. earth women right mm-hmm. yes okay then that's what i believe am i is there is, there's other to... translations or other understandings that say they were merely giants yes but but if i had to but i'm gonna that's gonna be my answer um pre-flood they were the byproduct of the mating of pre-flood women with demons I'm going to say that. Aren't there theories out there that that's who the Neanderthals really were because they aren't part of the Homo sapien line? Hmm. I hadn't heard that one. 
That's interesting. So I'll go with that. Okay. All right. That's interesting. Yeah, I think they were. I think I think they were. I thought Texas and Mississippi were the Neanderthals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they were. Um, I think they they had some demonic influence. I think at least my understanding is giants were were in were, were uh, is a pretty good understanding of of who they were. Tell uh, me question- why you asked that. What what rabbit hole or mm-hmm. rabbit trail did you think that we, we we'd go down with that question? Um, I, I was just thinking, hmm, I wonder what questions I could ask that would uh, catch Steve and Todd off guard and potentially open up uh, an interesting conversation. Okay. All right. Yeah. There, okay. There's really, I cannot, I cannot emphasize how little thought I put into these questions. Nice. Yeah. Well, if, you, if, you've, if you're into the ancient alien theory, the Eric Von Donegan, Charity uh, of the Gods thing, yeah. and, you know, that's become, I mean, that was one of the best-selling books, the, the two best-selling nonfiction books of the 19. 19- 70s were Hal Lindsey's Late Great Planet Earth and Eric Von Donegan's Chariot of the Gods. So Eric Von Donegan is just this, he was like a European waiter. Got really fascinated with this stuff and just on his own dime started traveling across the world and writing about pyramids and their origins and things of that nature and surmised that, uh, you know, the aliens aliens came here and, and built all these things with superior technology, wrote a book about it called Chariot of the Gods. Um, and it became a, a it's still a, a worldwide bestseller. Uh, it's been reprinted, redone. Documentaries have been done about it. The whole, it's not even the History Channel anymore. It's the Ancient Aliens Channel. They just run that all day long, right? That all comes from Eric Von Donegan's inspiration. And um, that's, it, in, in a lot of those circles, that's what they believe the, the Nephilim were references or byproducts of that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, question three, who's someone you know personally whose life story would make a great movie? Someone I know personally whose life story would make a great movie. Man, I'm going to miss somebody really obvious. Um, somebody just told me their story recently. I'm like, wow, that would make a great movie. Um, I'll let you go first because I got to think about this one. Hmm. Well, uh, first one that pops to mind, there's this uh, girl, who, family, uh, natively in of Africa, I'm not entirely sure where, adopted here, now runs cross-country and track, one of the best in the state right here, but when she started, she wasn't some sort of ringer. She's not some sort of prodigy. Mm-hmm. Um, she just like, put in the hard work, work and was grateful for the opportunity she got by her adopted family to... I just believe in her. So locally right here in Iowa, uh, that'd be a pretty good one. Sunday afternoon special. Remember those? Uh, Thursday afternoon special. Is that what it was? Yeah. Are you thinking of like after school specials yeah, and yeah. stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. I remember those now. Now we're going, that's another throwback. Yes. Yeah. Now, I'm still thinking, what do you have, Aaron? I've mentioned him, his name on uh, here before. I mean, he's, he's passed away now. I knew him personally, obviously a big monumental figure in, in my family's, uh, life growing up, a guy named Dale Miller. He was uh, just a, the, the softest soul you would ever know. He served as uh, man alive. I can't one one of the chief engineers, and if not the head engineer of a county in southern Iowa for a number of years. But before that, if you met the guy, knew the guy at all, you would never guessed he did what he did in World War II, which was by night going and scouting Japanese-held islands in the South Pacific hmm. for the Allied forces. 
Um, you would never guess that if you would know if you had known him uh, past that because he never talked about it and he didn't like talking about it either. But I think that would make a a pretty interesting story. All right, let me um, let me completely pander, but I think it's a good answer. What about Beck? What about Glenn? Yeah, I mean, yeah his story, story, demons. He's I mean he's faced the demons he's faced, the mm-hmm. success story, the places he's he's been, the people he's interacted with. I mean I I don't know. I think that might be kind Agreed. of a compelling biopic, don't you think so? Heck, just the one day I spent time with him should yes. be a movie. The first time I meet him, he went full end times prophecy. It was amazing. Not to mention, um, I am to Glenn as you are to me. I'm frankly just a complete byproduct of his coattails at this point. Right, so uh, I got the movie deal from being on a show. Uh, our book went number one originally after being on a show. I'm on the show after his show. So I mean, at this point, whatever I can do, yes, <laughs> whatever. Not that he needs my help. They just put him in the Hall of Fame yeah. a few weeks testify, ago. But testify. Wh- whatever I can do to, sug- to to provide further guidance or suggestions yes. for the advancement um, of uh, of the kingdom of Beck. I seem to be getting some, uh, at least some residual benefit of it. So, I'm I'm down to clown you. Oh, I, I'm, co- I'm co- tail tri- squared on this one. Yes, so. tail squared. Is that some real trickle down economics yes. now for you, right there? There you go. All right, we got about a minute and a half left. Final thoughts on today's show, Aaron. You've been shortchanged a little bit. I'll let you go first. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, going back to the last segment and and talking about the inconvenient. Uh, truth about America. You know, the catacombs in Rome, not only were they used by Christians during times of heavy heavy persecution for burial, they were also a source and one of the proto-versions of Christian art and a way for that subculture to move around and, and communicate in some ways. And what's needed now, I, I don't want to make the mistake of right this very instant comparing America to Rome under Nero. Uh, we're, we're trending that direction. I, I don't think there's any disagreeing with that, but we do need forms of, once we, once we accept like the first four or five premises that you, that you laid out there of those 12, Steve, once, once we accept those, we're going to have to start thinking about digital or cultural catacombs. Hmm. Um, for the conserv for not only the conservative movement, we got to stop using that word too. For whatever this movement is, was, or is going to be, we're going to be marginalized and we're going to be forced underground. Maybe literally someday, but at least in the short term, the near short term, uh, digitally and uh, metaphorically. That'll do it for today's show. Overtime coming your way for Blaze TV subscribers at blazetv.com slash days. That's where you can also get a discounted subscription. Uh, For the rest of you, we will see you again tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.